Another sunny day in East Lansing. <laughs> you are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Hope you didn't bet on Michigan State ever in any sport that they offer. Hey, visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, even the haters. Why wouldn't you be here? I mean, Christmas just rolls on for anyone that's a rival fan of Michigan State because it has just been doom and gloom here. Before I get into it, Connor, uh, hey, man, great to see you again. Connor, no, here, I truly love having you on. I just love you as a person. You're, you're, a, you're a nice man, a good friend, this and that. But, Connor, I got to say, man, I hate our conversations. <laughs> we never, ever, ever get to talk about anything fun when you join the show. But with that said, hi, how you doing? Doing okay? I'm all right. I think I'm better off than you are right now. But uh, yeah, we're going to have to have one of these shows like after, you know, after we beat Arizona or Baylor or Butler or Alcorn State. I don't know anybody. I don't, <laughs> is it, the next win, I feel like it just has to be a positive podcast or the next time I'm on, it has to be a positive podcast. I was expecting today to be positive. I was. I actually did. I actually did too. I I was really hopeful about today. I'm gonna be honest. I I really thought that the boys were going to get it done, Connor. But like here we are now, and I'm just gonna paint a picture. We're gonna zoom out here because just back to the football season. This is what life is like over here, Connor. The the family dog just died. Like the, the the tree that's in the front of our house, you know, has blown over and it's taken out half of our house. And oh my god, we have shoddy insurance and half of it isn't even paid for. This is unbelievable. And I just blew out my transmission on the way home from work. And you know, the, the Wi-Fi has been nagging here, just the little inconveniences in life. And oh my God, my kid just came home with a report card full of D minuses, but Hey, a C plus in gym, at least like things are going horrible here, Connor kind of like this whole football season, but you know what? Got this lovely trip to Florida planned in the near horizon. That's right. This is the basketball season. This, this was going to be our little trip to Disney world that we were going to take. At least we had as bad as things were in the fall. At least we had this little trip that we could look forward to. You know, how could it ever go bad on vacation at Disney World? Well, what do you know? We get there and the Mickey balloon that we bought popped immediately. And, oh, my God, there's a Category 3 hurricane that's going to wave over Orlando right now. And, my goodness gracious, the Airbnb Airbnb that we had, we, we just got evicted from because it was a scam the whole time. They never even owned the house to begin with. And even our vacation is going off the rails. Even our top five basketball team. It's off the rails early this season, man. I, I don't know about you. You already said that you feel a little more optimistic about this game than I do, but I am just so beaten down as a Michigan State fan because, man, look, we can do the whole rah-rah thing. Woo! I, I, I got the energy for everything but that right now, man. Do you have any optimistic things you want to point out before I just bring in my Eeyore cloud over here and mope around? I mean, I'm with you. Like, at this point – I think a lot of us probably expected, you know, Duke's had our number forever, even before the season, even before we saw the first two games, we probably expected, you know, there's a good chance we're losing to Duke just because like, is that's Izzo's kryptonite for no, for no reason. 
I know. I know. You hate that. I hate it. We all hate it. I, no, I, I just don't want to interrupt. He should not be losing to a second-year coach. Um, I Do I have more optimism? Am I, do I have anything good to say? Do I have anything? I mean, I'm pretty pissed off at the way we played. Not necessarily, you know, second half I thought we played way better, way more energy than the first half. Way more energy. Yeah. But, like, my problem is – why is it a one half thing? Why is it always, you know, one half? It's just like AJ Hoger's walking around, you know, throwing his hands up if he if he gets called for a foul or misses his assignment, or and then Maddie Sissoko is dribbling in, turning around his patented airball five foot jumper fadeaway from the paint. Um, Malik Hall, bright spot. Jay Nakins, bright spot. Tyson Walker is always going to be a bright spot, but like. We, if if we have even an average AJ Hogard, we win that game. Like an average. AJ, what's wrong with him? Like actually, like this is getting to the point where like there there might be something going on. It's it's hard to look at everything going on and saying that like oh no it can't be that. I, dude, he it's, had, it's he had really two points bad. against the. This was his biggest game. This was like his prove oh. it game. He has he's had three games this year, and he's had already his second game with thirty plus minutes of nothing. Yeah, okay, woo, eight assists. All right, yeah. You gonna make a three pointer at all this year? Or are we gonna take more than seven free throws attempt during the entire year? That's not just this game, Connor. The whole entire season, which is just three games still, seven free throw attempts. Dude, that's how you made your hay in the last month of the season last year by getting to the lane. And he had his only two points in the first half when he cut through the lane. And everyone's like, oh, there's the AJ that we all know. Dude, the, the C parted. Like, Moses was in control. Like, he, you had no other choice but to drive through the lane. Yeah. Like, it, it, so that's what we need. We need red carpet and velvet rope set up every single time to go to the lane this year. And that's, again, I feel like we're echoing a lot of the James Madison game last week. But... It's just aggravating because we know that somewhere in there is a good AJ Hogarth, and he just has not shown up yet this year. But when you started talking about you know losing to Duke and Duke has our number, which yes, obviously that that is the case. I'm shaking my head here because Connor, this is going to sound insane. Everyone's going to call me a slappy. Oh, you just love Michigan State, Connor. I, I legitimately believe that MSU like was the better team for most of the game. Obviously, oh, not the whole game, but the first 15 minutes especially. They are putting Duke in sarcophaguses. They are letting them do nothing on offense. But, hey, you know who else is doing nothing on offense? Your Michigan State Spartans. So they had Duke. They had Duke's number in almost every facet of the game the first 15 minutes, except for just one little thing, the shooting thing. And that is why they went into halftime down double-digit points because of the last five minutes of that half. Like, I don't know if it was a psyche thing. I don't know if it's because Michigan State saw that they couldn't get anything done on offense and they started to check out mentally on defense because that was also the final five minutes without Kyle Filipowski either. Like, man, there were a lot of glimpses out there in that game where you see that, hey, this team's actually better than Duke. But you know what? You're never going to be better than the team you're facing when you get a zero from your point guard. And then once again, the, the, the front court is a complete disaster. Before I go any further, Mati Sissoko is one of the greatest humans I will ever step foot on East Lansing. This man has built, built villages. He's built schools. He's brought water to his community. I have to say that before going any further because, Connor, how is it this bad in year four? How on, how on earth is it this bad in year four? Look, it, it, this game didn't come down to one player. Like There was a lot of things going on with Michigan State. 
collective unit in the first half. They all screwed up. Second half, okay, you don't have a point guard playing and the center. But, man, tried really hard to make sure that, hey, if there was one guy you could really point the finger at, it's not even A.J. Hogarth. It's the guy that had three turnovers in the first half. It's the guy that keeps airballing these baby hooks. It's the guy that whenever he gets the ball in the post, nothing happens because he doesn't have a move. There's no dream shake going on. There's nothing other than the airballed layup that is his move. And just not able to catch rebound. It's it's really bad, man. So that is just the dejecting part on both ends. With the guards, it's just knowing that there is an A.J. Hogarth in there somewhere. We're just not seeing it. And then on the other side, for me, it's just helplessness. So we got nothing at the center position other than a guy who's a former zero-star recruit in Carson Cooper that we're just hoping overperforms every single game. I know there's a lot of rambling. But like, uh, I just... I'm in between just anger and helplessness right now with this team. It's, I mean, the Maddie thing is is just like baffling. I like, I, I quite you, literally cannot believe it. I cannot look, believe. Look it. at his first two two or three games last year. We were like on cloud nine. Maddie was like the savior. Maddie Dude. was the guy, the best guy on the team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I watched, right. I watched the replay. Like someone posted highlights of the Kentucky Champions Classic game, and Dickie B is like, "Oh, Maddie Sissoko's got star potential, baby!" Like he right. did. He yeah. did like something. It's <laughs> like, all right, those are my two games. Calling it, calling it a career. Like, what are we doing? He hasn't gotten better. He doesn't have any post game. Like his post game is back. Two dribbles. I like, can't believe a fake it. Move to the right. That's he's never going toward the basket ever. No. And then a fadeaway jumper that falls two, three feet short every single time. Yes. And it like. Him trying to grab offensive rebounds, like I love him for that. Like he he gets usually a couple every game, which is fine. Yeah. He had three rebounds tonight. We have we have Jaden Akins out rebounding our big. Which, like, <laughs> give Jaden Akins credit; he might be the best rebounding guard in the country. I think yeah, I think he, he, he worked tonight. Yeah, um, but man, Jaden Akins making up for our bigs not doing anything down low on the glass. It's not a recipe for success. It, I don't know. It, the whole Sissoko thing is so – it just, like you said, it's just, like, so confusing. He's he's an anomaly. Like, you never – And it's I mean, not you, all you know on right? You do know what you're going to get, though. That's the problem. You do. And, like, yeah, like, we're talking about him, the player. But, like, when it is this bad, it, it can't just come down to one guy, right? Like, I mean, coaching has to be to blame for this, too. Like, your senior guy go over the course of a four-year span – being the same exact player he was when he stepped onto campus his first day as a freshman than he is right now. And I don't know if that's hyperbole because the only proven that we ever hear about is like, oh, he added more weight this offseason. Why? Why? Sign him up for a ballet class. Let's work on some footwork here instead of just the weight room. Are, are we trying to be a post player or are we trying to be Mr. Olympia? Like, that's yeah. not the problem. It has never been the problem with him. Like, So that drove me up a wall this offseason. It's like, hey, 15 pounds of muscle. Hey, why? <laughs> like about 15 minutes practicing some post moves would be great. All right. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off here. We're on a roll right now, but I need to talk to people's ears off about eBay motor. So that means kind of, I got to send you to the bench. I'm so sorry to do that. Gang. All right. eBay motors. We're going to do you proud here. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what brings your ride or sorry. What keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, led headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You are always going to find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every, time or it's your hard-earned money back 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to you as customers. Ooh, as I catch my breath here, need to talk your ear off about homefieldapparel.com. You already know it, rocking my favorite home field apparel shirt. If you want to look the best at your tailgates, your watch parties, your college team-induced therapy appointments, look your best at homefieldapparel.com. They got the best t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and even hats, too, on their website. And, gang, you already know the drill. The best vintage logos you can find that you can imagine, or, hey, maybe even some you can't imagine because you've never seen them in your entire life until you head to homefieldapparel.com. These will be the most comfortable articles of clothing in your closet. So what are you waiting for, gang? Go to homefieldapparel.com and smash in promo code LOS23 for 15% off of your first order. Again, LOS23 for 15% off at homefieldapparel.com. And let's drag Connor Muldowney back onto the show here. And Connor, I just like we, we could beat the Maddie drum all day long here. I, 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 whether people believe it or not, like it really makes me feel uncomfortable again, just because of how great of a kid he is. It, it would be a lot better if he was just some rat bastard, right? Like someone that was just a, an awful person, but it's quite the opposite here. This man yeah. can win a Nobel Peace Prize in the next five years. I also just wish we could just make a layup or something here. Is there any other one? Is there anyone else in the roster that's like kind of arching your eyebrows here? And if you don't want to like say a name or no one pops to mind, I just want to have a discussion about someone that I'm thinking of. But I could also hold off until you're done with yours. Um, like anyone else that you're kind of like glaring at me, like, hmm, what do we got with you right here? <laughs> well, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, is he a starter? Yeah. Is that who you're thinking of? He's not. He's not a starter. Okay. He's not. He's not. We've already done AJ. Oh, right? then we'll, okay. uh, then I, def- I definitely know who you're talking about. Um, is it, Are his initials XB? It's not, actually. No. Oh, wow. See? And this is also the problem with this team. A lot of options who I could be talking about as well. There's a lot of underwhelming performances so far this season. That's what makes this really fun, Connor. How about this for a game? God, I hate it here. Okay. I. Okay. Before we get into that. Let me ask you a question and then please it might it might be like you know not you might just shoot it down anyways. When was the last time Michigan State started a season and you felt like really good about the team? That's a really good question. Um not after the 2019 Final Four because they had that hiccup against Virginia Tech. They were terrible uh, early that year. 2019. Now I like it's it's been a while. But here's okay, here's and here's what I will shoot down. I'm kind of tired of doing the whole wait until March thing. You know, like, I get it. Hey, I, we've been fans for, God, as long as it has been on the sidelines. I know the drill by now. We saw it last year. The boys rallied in March. But I would also like a top five team to be competitive right off the bat here, especially, you know, they're not a top 25 team just because they have the cool freshmen. But they also have guys that are old, experienced, guys that, in theory, turned down the NBA. Like, I, I would like to feel good at the start of the season, this year, Connor. I mean, well, and add to that the whole football thing. Like, I, I, we needed this. We needed this, Connor. Oh, right, right, right. I'm not. I'm not a wait till March kind of guy because I, I think that's stupid. Like being battling or wait till March. Like whatever. I'm more of like a wait till you get actually like a handful of games under your belt. Like wait till late November. Wait, wait till December. Like if we're still this bad by late November, early December, then we can panic. But like. Izzo has shown every single year, like obviously the James Madison loss 
is going to not great. One of the worst that we can remember. They're ranked now. We had a ranked loss. It's what it's whatever. Um, <laughs> but if if we can turn this around and let's say we beat Baylor, who's shown already that they're a good team, Arizona, who obviously is a very good team, they won at Duke. They're um, incredible. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. If we can go into conference, I don't know how many non-conference games are like. I know we have the two conference games before regular, con- but like, let's say there's 13. If we can go into conference play with like a 10 and three record, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm. I'd take that. Yeah, I think there's 10 non-conference games. I want to say. Okay. So like, we'll call, we'll call, we'll call, like seven, seven and three. If it's seven and three, I, I would sign up right now for seven and three. Seven and three. No with the Baylor Arizona games beat Butler. Um, yeah, you know, win win the games that you're supposed to win, and and actually like keep improving and the shots start falling. If we start shooting closer, like today we shot 32% from three, 41% from the floor. Which is like, it's yeah. not good, but like we were two for 31 from three coming into the Yeah, and This is and shooting at a pro venue is not easy. Like I, I know players shoot that down all the time. They're like, it's not that big of a difference. Sure. Right. Right. It is. It's definitely a big difference. What concerns me, though, is there's a lot of lineups out there that has mm-hmm. a power play going on, a four and five disadvantage on offense. And of course, you know, we, we talked about the front court. OK, not going to rail on them any more than I already have. I get pretty concerned here, though, when number five, Trey Hallman checks into the game. And look, I, we heard a lot about, hey, he's our best player this summer. He shot up the highs. Other than just being a taller tum tum, like, what are we getting right now? I I get that. Hey, it was all fun and games when he had half the three pointers made this season. Hardy, har, har, when he was the only one that made one against James Madison. But I, like, I think there's a reason that he's left open a few times today against Duke. You know, yeah. this isn't a pure 38% shooter or higher than that. And on defense, I, I don't know if I need screen help and leaving your guy wide open when AJ Hogard's already coming over the screen. I, I just don't know if I need those lapses on defense either. Like, look, I think the roller kid, very nice kid. Of course they are. I mean, but wow, I, I do I do get concerned when okay, AJ, who is just doing fantastic so far this year, he needs a blow. For some reason, it's not gonna be Jeremy on the court. Yeah. All right, Trey. And, and it was drove me crazy too with five minutes. Now I'm just spiraling. It drove me crazy too when there's five minutes left and it's crunch time, and you have just Madi and Trey on the court at the same time. It's like that that's that's a three on five offensive power play. Yeah. It doesn't slash or anything, like it's just uh, it, other he than could. the desperation oh, shots at the end of the shot clock, like yeah. what are we gonna do? I mean, it's like what's going? So like that is also what gets me a little concerned. It's like there are some things that are anomalies, like the three point shooting, because it wasn't just like thirty two percent. It was at after a horrific first half yeah. two shooting. Mm-hmm. So like that that's gonna find its level, and you know the free throws are. Are the free throws a concern? Because it's not like how little they made; it's how little he got to the line for for me today. I, is, is I thought well. they were getting beat up in the second half like driving okay. the line um there were a few where tyson walker was going to the basket and he just got just like laid out sure. like, ragdolled yeah so i don't know if it's just you know 30 to 12 free throws was it really that big of a difference like on the court like were we really that much more aggressive than them defensively i don't think so but yeah you would like you would i mean like holloman he's not going to be a shooter here i don't think at least not this year He's got to use his length to like get a first step on his guy and like just drive. Sure. Like he's lengthy. He's, he's long. Oh yeah. He could be the guy to just like, I don't know if you remember Nozel Eastern from 
Purdue. Yeah, like, of course. Never yeah. Seen, but he was like a defensive guy and he would drive the lane and score. Like he could be that for us. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of lineups that we have zero shooters on the floor, which is very concerning considering we only lost Joey Hauser. Joey Hauser should have won the Naismith last year. Honestly, I mean, he, honestly he, he was our he, he's proven. Oh my, he was our, he was our Kenneth Walker. Oh, God, that's a good one, but I hate it. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of things that we love, you want to talk football here a little bit? No. Yeah, sure. Okay, great. We're going to talk football here in a little bit. Awesome. But first, need to talk to people's ears off about FanDuel Sportsbook. Gang, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Or, hey, you know what? Do what I do. Start hedging your happiness. You know what I did on FanDuel? I did a Michigan Moneyline Duke Moneyline parlay because if I have to see my worst nightmares come true in real time, I at least want to be paid handsomely for it. So, unfortunately, that parlay cashed, and yeah, I'm, I'm stealing more money from Mr. FanDuel. But, hey, a lot more bets than just the miserable ones you get to make with FanDuel. Like this one right here. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. That's simple, guys. If you've been thinking of joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-under, same-game parlays, so much more. So, what are you waiting for out there? Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And let's drag the sorry Conorable Downey back on here. I can't believe you agreed to do this one more time. And can't believe you've stayed on for all three segments. This is something. But who who wouldn't want to talk Michigan State football? The team that's struggling so much that after Ohio State beat them over the weekend, Connor, they fell down from their number one overall spot in the college football playoff rankings. Ohio State is now number two. That's how much a win against Michigan State means. <laughs> you fall down spots when when you beat us by 30. Could it get any worse? Actually, probably can. I want to focus on this to get things started here. This happened, it might as well have been 15 days ago with how the news cycle goes. Hats off. Everyone gets to see my horrible hairline that Michigan State Athletics has caused right now. We know that Harlan Barnett's going to get the interview. This was always going to be a thing. All right, I, I know that we've seen what we've seen so far this year. Connor, did, did this interview just start in the press conference on Monday when he was asked about Sam Levitt and the redshirt situation, and he had this to offer? He had, well, it's hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I Look, I, here comes another round of me doing this. I respect the man. Very hard situation. The players love him. Spartans through and through. Yada, yada, yada. But here I go again. Like, are you stupid? No. There should be no reason. No reason that me, an idiot with a webcam and a microphone and a good internet connection, should know more about Sam Levitt's red shirt plans than you do as the head coach of Michigan State University. That is un. Believable. Now, what does he mean by hindsight? Like, is he talking about that Maryland game where he randomly played at the end? I, who knows? But here's what you can control. 
Harlan, is that his fourth game, the last one before he, you know, has that redshirt issue, playing for more than two pass attempts and one route where he's going to get blown up on the sideline. Like, hindsight's tw- – what did you think was going to happen? Like, this is college football in 2023. It is in his best interest to save a year. Why? Just so – oh, I don't know. We thought that he's going to go out and throw four passes against Ohio State. Like, use your brain. Like, So d- did the interview just start and end right there because I- – <laughs> Is anyone home? <laughs> what are we doing here? This, God, I, this has to be like the most like uh, showing a sign of respect type interview. There's no, there's just no shot that this is like oh a real God. thing that's being considered. It can't, it can't be. It can't. No, I, I don't think be. that it's. I mean, they're they're doing it out of the courtesy of like everyone likes Harlan Barnett, players like Harlan Barnett, the university loves Harlan yeah. Barnett. They're sure. doing it because they told Harlan Barnett he was coaching for his job, basically. They're not going to hire Harlan Barnett. But the fact that... What if they do? <laughs> what What if they do? Well, then the university, the, the program set back to like 2006. I think I would actually cry. I've never cried after a sports loss where like I've watched my team. But like, I, I, I think I would do it if that was the hire. Because that, that would... Oh, my God. that I'm no, letting dark no, thoughts into my brain right now. That, that would not be good. I would I'm like to good. think that Alan Holler is not seriously considering this and and if he is seriously considering it i would like to think that our donors w- would be like you do this you don't have us we're gone like that is a guarantee miss bowl every other year type of head coach guaranteed like yeah. at, at worst or at, at best that's a miss bowl every other year harlan barnett has has done one of the worst coaching jobs i think i've seen of any coach it doesn't help that Northwestern is doing what they're doing, exceeding expectations. And now they're they're either one went away from a bowl or they are yeah, bowl. They are. I'm sorry. I, yeah. they, they might have they might have clinched a bowl with the I think they're five and five. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they've doubled they've doubled their their win total expectation of two and a half. Like that, that doesn't help that we're looking across like Michigan and seeing that go on. But we're seeing the three ring circus go on here week in and week out, and that is just ramped up even more. Like I, I get it, it's just one quote from a press conference. But I kind of feel like we do this a lot after different press conferences. Like, hey, yeah, well, we thought that was a situation where teams onside kick from it's like, what do, what do we have a grasp on? Just yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, no, players were showing up late. I'll probably stop that this week. What, I mean, what are what are we doing here from Monday through Sunday? Just curious. What what is going on in, in these balls? Like a real job, like a real life job, and he was getting graded on his performance. He would have been fired like after two games. He's done such a horrible job. All of his answers at his press conference, like, yeah, he's the rah rah guy. He's like, it's so easy to root for Harlan. Yeah, that's the problem. Nice, right? Okay, that's great, but he can't win. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's in like so far over his head, and he has Mark D'Antonio helping him, holding his hand. Well, I don't know how much he's actually doing, but still, he has he has the resources at his disposal, and he's still failing at a an astronomically bad level. No, if if Harlan Barnett gets hired, that I'm spiraling. The program might as well just be dead. It might as well just be dead, and nobody's going to show up to watch games. The games, nobody's going to care. I I would have a very public, embarrassing episode on here if like it I, wouldn't be embarrassing because you're just saying what everybody else would be thinking. Yeah, would, like crying. Which, what's like more embarrassing? Sobbing. What's more embarrassing, hiring Harlan Barnett after the nightmare that was the Tucker situation 
or you know going i don't even know where i'm going with this i, 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 I was be, gonna say this better be that, one hell of an option b for me to even think about it because i don't even think there can be an option b <laughs> i think hiring barnett would be more embarrassing than whatever you would put out on your show that's what i'm saying <sighs> Hey, let's end it here. Um, just sticking on the coaching search because this is the, the cat's pajamas. This is what everyone wants to hear about the Michigan State football coaching search. Before I go any further, like I, I might do this PSA one other time, but I was on Facebook where like a lot of great dialogue happens, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> I think a lot of listeners are smart enough to understand this. I don't mean to insult anyone's intelligence, but like th- this is so out there that I'm just going to have to. If anyone is going to do the, oh, MSU had seven weeks to hire someone, and that's why the, the coaching pool is getting so clogged now that AM has fired someone, now that Mississippi State's fired, like they had seven weeks to do it before anyone else fired. If you're that stupid to think that they would hire someone that is coaching another team in season, I don't even know what to tell you. I get it. Okay. Like if they hired Ever Meyer, woo, he's not coaching, but. Michigan State was never going to pry a guy away somewhere in midseason. I think 98% of people that are listening to this understand that, understand what just reality of life is. But no, no coach is going to flee their job in mid-October to come up to East Lansing. Like, anyway, this isn't reported formally, at least not to my knowledge, at least not to when we're listening to this. However, this is what we're going to do. There's a name flying around Twitter. More than just the average name on an average day so far, Connor. When I say the name Tony Elliott, Virginia head coach, former Clemson offensive coordinator. Again, not reported on. We're this is just just hypothesizing, just spit spitballing, if you will. Your thoughts? What would you say? What would you no. say? My thoughts? No. The immediate thought is probably no. Not probably. Like no. <laughs> that would be Harlan Barnett with like like a cherry like a cherry on top, I guess. <clears throat> It would be know. that would that would be it would be like nightmare scenario outside hire nightmare scenario him and like Pat Narduzzi are my nightmare scenarios and Jake Jake Dickert's probably in there too. I got one more and and this is another job that might be open very soon uh, if you guys you know believe the rumors and the reports. I know that there's a faction of fans out there that like have Chip Kelly on like their second tier right behind Urban Meyer. I might actually rather have Harlan Barnett than Chip Kelly at this point. I, I, Chip Kelly does not move the needle for me whatsoever. Jason Candle might as well be Urban Meyer to me <laughs> c- c- compared to Chip Kelly. Guys, it was fun in the early 2010s when he was uh, just killing it at Oregon. <laughs> that ain't that Chip Kelly anymore, guys. Like, no. There's a reason that UCLA is going to part ways with him and have no qualms about it. The people, There's a reason. Yeah. The, the people who want Chip Kelly have not paid attention to his UCLA. Like, Granted, UCLA has gotten better every year, but like the major, the major downfall of Chip Kelly is he doesn't recruit. Like he's a he's no. a bad recruiter, right? Like, well, what about Dante Moore? Like Dante what Moore about him? is probably what about him. Well, right, right. What about him? he hasn't done anything? But like no, he's the best recruit, obviously. But like he's the only like great recruit that he's got. Like that was the one he was. That's his one and done, and it hasn't done him anything. So no, I, if if you hated the uh, D'Antonio recruiting, Chip Kelly, <laughs> you're in for a treat here. Recruiting would kill you. <laughs> I don't even know if he'd get out of bed to go recruit uh, Bath High School or, or Mason High School. I don't even know if he'd make the five minute drive over there. Uh, oh man, isn't this fun? We're having such a great time here. Oh. This is this is rock bottom. This is rock bottom. Only way to go is up from here. Friday, we got a game against Butler where if we lose that game, 
I, I might be recording that one from a ditch. I, I don't know. <laughs> Bartorvik says we should win that game by 12. That's why I'm speaking like this. This isn't like a game. Was, oh, it's a coin toss, although MSC is. Hypothetical here. Pierre Brooks yeah. daggers us. <laughs> oh, I, I've not even thought about that. Yeah, Pierre Brooks oh. drops 30 with a game-winning three at the buzzer. Uh, that might that might put me in a coffin until Christmas. You know, this athletic calendar year has been so bad that, like, at halftime, I was I was like questioning my life. I was like, why, why do I care so much? Like, why did I get so wrapped up into college sports? And like, why is it Michigan State that I, like that that it really had me questioning life? But then they had like that little run in the second half. It's like, ah, oh, that's why I'm back, baby. Um, that would that would lead me to the Himalayas and I would just start a new life as a Sherpa. Um, uh, just never to see a round orange ball or an oval shaped brown ball ever again, the rest of my entire life. That, 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 that would be it. If it's, if it's Pierre Brooks, who, Hey, look, I, I'm fine that he transferred. That was never an issue with me. I think he needed greener pastures or like a hard reset button, but God, if he dots one to end the game, <laughs> You know what I just said about 10 minutes ago? I've never cried after a loss. I, I think I think that would actually do it for me. I think that would actually do it for me. The kisses that he's blown in the crowd after they win, they're <laughs> all toward you. They're all for you. Uh, I wish him the best, just not Friday. I, I wish him the worst on Friday. <laughs> oh, it's, man. It can't get worse than what it is. Hey, I've been saying Urban Meyer might have been wearing a Michigan State shirt at a golf course today. So, Is that true? Did you see the picture? I did not. No. It's floating around Twitter. I don't even care if it's like the most hack job Photoshop you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. I, I choose to believe that. Can I, I send can that. I send a message through here? Because sure. I can find it real quick for you. Let's try. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It, it might perk you up to end the show, possibly. Uh probably not, but yeah, why not? I'll you know, I'm gonna go do uh something that no one's ever regretted. Uh go swimming in the comment section. Uh Matt C writes in Tony Elliott failing at UVA, so let's get him here. LOL. That's my thing too. And I do want to say this about Tony Elliott as well. I understand that this year, my God, you talk about unfortunate circumstances. Like, look, what happened with Virginia in the offseason? Okay, you can understand why they're having a bad season right now. However, like, I know it was just a one-year sample size, but when he came in, it's almost like he slashed the offensive numbers in half and, like, turned Brandon Armstrong into a guy where you're like, hey, that's a nice spicy quarterback to a guy that has been broken ever since. So, I I don't know. I can't use this year against him, but, like, there there is a year beforehand where it was kind of really rocky for Virginia. It's like, I don't know if Mr. Elliott would be my cup of tea here. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let me know when you, when you take a gander at that. I'm done rambling. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. No, I sent it in the little chat right there off to the side. Oh, you did? You know, if only I knew how to use this okay. platform. That All right, let me, let me. If, well, no, I got it. I got it now. I'm sorry. I'm slacking here. I'll write this picture. Oh, nice little Michigan State polo we got there, Mr. Urban Meyer. Uh, that, okay. It yeah, does that's look... enough for me to say yes. Yeah. That's enough for me to say yes. <laughs> we're no. so back. It's We're so back. We're so back. And you know what? With that Urban Meyer information, I will tease tomorrow's episode. We are going to have Kyle Rowland of the Toledo Blade on the show to talk to us about Jason Candle. Would he be a good fit (laughs) if it is going to be Mr. Candle? We're going to try to do this with different other podcasters, other reporters, you know, around the country. Like we're going to try to have someone from Kansas lined up and just dot around the country for MSU candidates. So batting first, if it's not Urban, Mr. Jason Candle. So yeah, we're going to hear about him. 
He is, oddly enough, like in the category of I can talk myself into him. Not like tier one, like Urban, not tier two, like Elko or Leopold or Jonathan Smith, but he's like in a third tier of uh, I could talk myself into it. I would have to talk to myself for a couple hours. Maybe. maybe Oh, I get it. Oh, I think I'm in the minority here. I think a lot of people are with you where it's not (laughs) the most desirable thing you've ever heard, but I can see it on your face. Oh boy. That's a, that that was in a thousand years. You just put me in a bad mood. Wow. You, (sighs) (laughs) that's what I do best here on lockdown Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week through the good times. Those ever happen again and the bad. So, uh, Connor, any, anything you want to talk about or anything you want to plug here before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your week as you get ready to, for head coach Jason Candle here in a few weeks? Don't even say it. Don't even speak that new existence. Um, you can find me at uh, spartanshadows.com. We'll be writing about all of our downfalls and failures and all that good stuff. So, check us out there. Other than that, I don't have anything. Just, not, I, I like the look. That's yeah, that's emo Sheehan. Hold on, hold on, stay there for a second. Mm-hmm. Hold on, there you go. Okay, this has gone off the rails. This is, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to get a sternly written letter from Mr. Lockdown about, about <laughs> Mr. The, Lockdown. the end of this episode. Mr. Lockdown himself is going to knock on my door and be like, "What? <laughs> Never again do that for the last five minutes of an episode." <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I have no, I have no grasp of, of anything anymore. So whatever, man. Uh, I'll land this plane. Love you all. Go green. Good.